Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to make realistic improvements in their lives and reach their goals, however big or small. We are building a community of men and women who love to push themselves to overcome obstacles and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. Today, I am speaking to Heather Fujikawa. You might know Heather from her many successful endeavors she has done alongside her twin sister and business partner, Heidi. Together, they created an incredible jewelry business, published a beautiful children's book, and are now diving into an interior design business and online shop. Heather is always working on something, including herself. Right now, she is also working on adding twin brothers for her toddler son. Heather is loving, genuine, joyful, and encouraging. She is a champion for all those around her. 
but behind this cheerful disposition was a purposeful decision Heather had to make as she encountered years of health struggles, including thyroid cancer and infertility. These burden-filled years taught her to make balance and self-care a high priority every day. So while she still pursues passion-filled projects, she also takes care to prioritize what is most important to her and let the rest go. Heather is remarkable. You will love this interview. All right. Welcome, Heather Fujikawa, to About Progress. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and be chatting with you. It'll be great. Okay. So tell us a little about yourself. I'm familiar with you, but well, more than familiar. I know you really well, (laughs) but a lot of our readers might not be. So tell us a little about yourself. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I'm so like excited that I get to be mommy's friend. She's the cutest in person and online, and I just love her. So I'm so excited Thanks. to talk here tonight. Um, so, okay, myself, well, I am in my 30s. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I am um, a mother. I'm currently pregnant with twin boys, and I have one other little boy, and he's a toddler, and he's just they're my life's work and I'm married to Tyson Fujikawa and we live in Dallas and I love to be a mom and I love to also follow my passions and try to use my talents and I really really love work I would say that Mm -hmm. using my passions and talents towards a job or some type of career opportunity is how I enjoy um, using my time and when I have that some extra so that's just a little bit about me. That's perfect. It's kind of hard to sum up your whole life in about 30 seconds, but <laughs> it's I, true. you did a good job there. You know, one thing that's always fun to mention about you too, is you are a twin and your husband is a triplet. And I yes. just love that fact. And, um, everybody knows both of you. It seems like anywhere we go over the world, someone knows you or Tyson, which is really fun. Oh goodness. That's so, so Heather, I wanted to talk to you because you are one of the most hardworking, creative, inventive, progressive like women I know. You're always working on something and you're and you have this brain that never stops, but you are so <laughs> balanced. Like you you know what matters to you and you keep that perspective to like anchor you. And what I want to talk about, the last 10 years I would call you an entrepreneur. You have done so many different jobs and you are, like you said, you, you have like a career mind in, in terms of you're always working on something. So tell us some of the things you have done the past 10 years, what jobs or careers you've pursued. Well, thank you so much for your sweet compliments. I don't know if I'm deserving of those, but yes, you, are. you are so, so sweet. So, um, well, I, I guess I like to go through the, my life. And when I get inspired by something, I kind of pick it up and I do something with it with work or with a Mm -hmm. career move. And so I remember when I first got married, we moved to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and I got super inspired by fashion and jewelry that was around me. And so I just, just delved into the fashion and jewelry world. And I started the hair accessory business with my twin sister. Mm -hmm. And that was so fun. And we called it true birds. And we just, I don't know. We, we just were so excited about it. And because we were in LA, we had some great opportunities with 
some celebrities and some magazines to pick it up really right before it even was sold online or to boutiques. And so we had this really great buzz about it that just gave it some instant success. And we got really um, fortunate to be able to get it into Nordstrom stores, TJ Maxx, Mm -hmm. um, some boutiques like on Fifth Avenue in New York City, all these fun things that we were just kind of shocked in. And and it was so fun. Um, But... It, it was so random at the same time mm-hmm. and that we were like doing jewelry. I mean, I've always loved fashion and jewelry, but my, my, my total passion is like in writing and design and things of that nature. So um, we actually, I moved to Italy with my husband for a couple of years and it really hindered the fashion and jewelry business because I was so far away from mm-hmm. my contacts at Nordstrom and TJ Maxx. And I continued with it for about the first year, but then I eventually had to cut it off because I couldn't continue to go back to the USA to be able to fulfill orders and things. And so that's when I had all this time in Italy and I was walking around by myself and um, just during the day and enjoying the sights. And that's when I got really inspired to to write. And Mm -hmm. I did some blogging and I came up with an idea with my twin sister about writing a children's book and... We, then then my writing career started mm-hmm. where I started delving into that and we decided to write a children's book. This is with my twin sister who I did the jewelry and fashion with mm-hmm. and it's called Fairy Birds and it teaches children where fairy godmothers um, come from or it teaches Christ-like attributes. And so we kind of did that. <laughs> so, I mean, we just kind of went from one random thing to the other, but it was so fun and we were able to um, have success with both the businesses and we are currently working on the second children's book. Um, but we're also having to wait because our amazing talented illustrator is on maternity leave and she, um, yeah, she needs some time. And so anyway, so we're just, those are kind of the last (laughs) 10 years, um, staying busy and, and doing some fun projects and, and, um, putting them out there online or in, in, general stores so so when you are you you said something about your passions you're inspired by um the things around you and that leads to a passion which becomes something you turn into uh, yeah like a business Mm -hmm. yeah I love that so you were talking about how you get inspired by the things around you and that turns into a passion business almost like a you know hyphenated passion business um and I was wanting to ask you were were these things that just came to your head and you just went for it like the next day, like full throttle, oh, let's do everything right away? Or did you have to like slowly build up to it step by step in a methodical way in order to become a realized business? That's a great, I, that's a great question, maybe. Um, thank you. So I would definitely say I'm on the methodical end, very much so. I'm very cautious about what I start doing because I know that I put so much heart and time um, and sacrifice into it. And so mm-hmm. I have to feel like, okay, this is a good decision in my life. This is good timing and I can go for this. Um, so in, it's very interesting because with our jewelry and fashion, and um, we actually, it was going so well with our true birth line that when we met with Nordstrom, they were like, Hey, Hey girls, this is my twin sister I'm referring to with the girls. Um, uh, do you, how do you start a clothing line under true birds? We want to sell your clothing, um, as well as accessories. And we looked at each other. We're like, Oh, okay. We hadn't even thought about it, you know? And wow. so, and then, 
But just around that same time, like a week or two later, we actually had some, um, like, MTV contacted us for some reason. They found us, like, at some event, and they wanted to meet with us and talk about some potential TV opportunities as because we were twin designers in L.A., and it was a very... Um, and we were in our 20s. It was just a fun story mm-hmm. for, for them. And so we started having all these things coming at us that we were like, this is so cool. Oh, we could do this. Oh, let's do that. And so my twin sister and I, we had to really step back and think, what are we going to do? Because we can't just jump at everything because then we're just going to be lost and we're not going to have any direction. And so that's yeah. where we had to be really methodical. So we're very... Um, like prayerful in our decisions because I, for me in my life, that's how I feel like confident to be able to move forward with things. Mm-hmm. And so we were very prayerful as to what to do, the jewelry, the fashion, the TV opportunities. And we decided um, that after praying about it, we had this idea to write this children's book as they referred to, which was very birds. And it was to teach these Christ-like attributes. So it was literally to stop all of the other glam and glitter and LA happiness and to go for this more subtle approach that um, potentially could help influence children. And so we had to be methodical to be able to um, accept that that is a possibility to change a direction. And then at, at that point, we also had to be methodical to decide how are we going to write a children's book publish it and get yes. it out there because that was oh that was goodness. a really big mountain to climb but yeah. it was actually a fun challenge and so with the methodical we couldn't just like write a book and throw it out there we really had to take things step by step do research and it took about a year and a half to develop create the mm-hmm. brands create the marketing before we even launched that book and so I, but at the same time we had some really great success with it we were able to get it on the cover of Scholastic books. We were in Costco and some great like magazines, like parents magazines were writing articles about it. And we felt like it was being um, something that people were picking up and hopefully helping their families learn how to, how to have these great traits in their home. And so at the only, you know what that, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You're supposed to be, I was just going to say the only way that we could have achieved success, I feel like is to be methodical, but that's mm-hmm. also my personality. So I'm sure there's some great stories out there where they just went for it overnight and they have a success. But for me, no, I'm and glad you cleared that up. Yeah. From the outside looking in, it just looks like one day, all of a sudden Heather and Heidi have like a, a fashion empire. And the next day you have an amazing <laughs> book out, you know, we don't yeah. see the behind the scenes, just how thoughtful you are about it. And we also don't see what you turned down. I mean, you could have gone full throttle on all that Hollywood kind of business you were saying. Yeah. And it's so amazing to me that you gave that up because you were thoughtful and prayerful about where your priorities were and where you wanted them to be. And I feel like, that is what kind of made the difference. Do you think that is? Definitely. Yeah. And then it not only made the difference, but it gave us confidence each day to like be working on it, especially for my twin mm-hmm. sister, Heidi, because she was a mother. I wasn't yeah. a mom at the time, but when I feel like when you're taking care of children, you take things that you do outside of raising your children very seriously because you really don't have very much time. Mm-hmm. So she really had to feel good about what she was doing and that it was the right direction. Um, and the other one was so fun and it could have continued to be fun and successful, yeah. I think. But um, but at the end of the day, looking back, I just really, I have hope in my life that I can look back and just hope that I'm trying to go on the, the path that 
um, check in with prayer and go on the path that's the best and that I can hope to do as much potential good, you know, um, mm-hmm. as possible or, or things I need to learn or the talents I need to develop, you know? So, yeah. How did you learn to do that? You know, where did you learn that from growing up or is it something you had to learn the hard way about, you know, taking a step back and really evaluating what your goals were in the end? Um, cause I think it'd be really easy to be swept up in that. Um, I feel like it was nurtured in my home growing up from my parents and um, we were very religious going to church every Sunday and just learning um, how to pray and how to receive answers for ourselves um, and guidance. And I do remember a time when I was a teenager and I um, was going to a cabin in Southern Utah with my, my girlfriends and we were going by ourselves to meet up with some friends and it was a family place and I, we were getting in the car. I was only 17 and I was driving everyone, maybe even 16, so young, about yeah. three hours away. And I remember my, um, my dad telling me, you know, I really don't think I feel good about you going. And I said, oh, you know, I'm fine. I think it's going to be great. Just I'm so excited to have some freedom and go do this. And he said, okay. And inside of myself, I knew I shouldn't go. And I knew I just, mm. I felt icky about it. And... Mm. Then a few hours later, when I had these beautiful best friends in my car, I actually hit a deer when it was really late um, mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, no cell phone, and totaled our car. And oh from that moment, I just thought, oh, my goodness, I didn't listen. I, I felt direction to not do this, and I didn't listen. And so I do feel like when you ask that question, you know, is there something that caused you to learn this lesson I feel like that's been an anchor to me to learn luckily I should say no one got hurt Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all was well but it was a very big learning experience the car got hurt (laughs) and so um we 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 were we were very blessed so anyway so that's just a small example of you know I don't I don't want to have that happen again of that feeling where I'm going against something maybe natural and organic on a path for me in my life yeah, I take things too seriously with questioning my next steps with my um, my passions, interests, and career. But I'd rather do that than have a setback like I just described. So, well, it's better than I mean doing so many things and getting just overwhelmed in your life and falling apart. You know, yeah. thinking ahead of it the, ahead of time. I, I love learning that about you. Um, cause I've always known you're creative and you're go-getter and you work so oh, hard, you're so sweet. <laughs> but it's just nice to know just how preemptive all that thinking is. And I was wondering about the people in your life too. I mean, Heidi obviously comes up a lot because you are not only twins and best friends, but your business partners, but yeah. you mentioned your parents too. Um, is there anyone else who's kind of enabled you to, dream big and go, go after things, but also be balanced about it. My husband Tyson is always just up for my next idea and he's always supportive. So he lets me dream big and he supports me. So that helps so much. And then also my extended family, my grandparents and my extended family, they are entrepreneurs and they just have been for generations and so I feel like I get a lot of confidence from them and that they just go and start and do things um, and 
they've they've developed a a number of playhouses in west in the western United States. Um, and wow. they just it's called the Health Center Theater, and they just oh, yeah. get on stage and they just make it happen and they turn a show on overnight and they're confident they're and it, they they are they are and I have not really been a part of that. I am not is not my set of talents with the theater. Um, but I'm so inspired by what they do and that it's, it gives me confidence as a person that maybe there's something inside of me that I can end up and get something done as well and figure it out. So that's been a motivation. So you're like a brave family. It takes a lot of bravery, right? Yeah, I would say they're brave. Definitely. And, you know, I'm just thinking about how that ties into, you know, I, I'm all about trying to figure out how to balance it out as perfectionism is a big part of what I'm thinking about a lot lately. And I've been wondering about entrepreneurs and when you're going for something, I mean, you kind of have to give it your all, right? Like, is that something you had an experience with that you're up all night? You're thinking about all day. Are you, you know, or how did you find the balance with maintaining the, the drive, but not burning yourself out? Well, I did burn myself out when I was younger in my early 20s. And so I learned from that because I was with a startup business. It was a wonderful opportunity um, to do. I did some public relations and marketing and design for this business. And I just got burned out because I was so excited to start my career and go in full throttle. And so I would stay up, you know, like through the night. I would work all the time. It was always on my mind. I would sacrifice hanging with friends and lots of other things. Um, and I got burned out and I got sick and, Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I definitely like burnt my wick out (laughs) of my candle Mm -hmm. and I just, I, it, it definitely taught me to slow down on these other projects that I started later on, um, in the most recent, probably five, five ish years. Um, but yeah, I actually, um, got a thyroid disease called Graves' disease. I had a little bit mm-hmm. of thyroid cancer, um, and I just like a totally stopped my. <laughs> well, really, it was so little that I I, I had it. That's but a I big didn't deal. Have to go th- I I know, but I didn't have to go through chemotherapy and and these okay. amazing things that these people do. And so mm-hmm. I just applaud them, and I I feel like I got really lucky. Um, so that was so, another one of those. Um, not a wall, but like kind of a, a hard uh, reminder. Hey, yes. you got to figure this out and, yeah. and take care of yourself. Like an aha moment. Um, and so that really taught me to slow down and that you can still do things and you can still follow your passions, but it doesn't need to occupy your every minute and your time and that you can live in the present and not always be living for work and in the future. Um, but that is something I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> so, but I'm so grateful I learned mm. it. It's helped me. So... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. That's really applicable, um, you know, no matter where you are in your life, whether you have children or don't have children, married, not married, just the, being present and active in your own life. 
but still having passions that like kind of drive you and push you, but don't, you know, become an obsession, an unhealthy obsession. That's really applicable to everyone. I think that's true. That's true. I mean, still have a long way to go with it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we all do, but just the fact that you think about it, I feel like shows exactly where you are in that regard. And I wanted to ask, cause you, you talked about a couple, you know, you've had this, had a couple um, setbacks that taught you to, to balance your life. Were there other obstacles that you faced that shaped your view of yourself and your pursuits and, and just how to be kind to yourself while still pursuing passions? Yes, we also struggled. I say we, as in my husband and I, we also struggled with infertility for six years. Now the thyroid um, issues, the health trials with those were embedded within those six years, but we were um, on the path of, you know, trying to figure out how we could be able to bring, have children um, Mm -hmm. because we were having infertility struggles. So that was definitely something that taught me another thing to slow down. And I have, you know, with this perfectionism thing that you've brought up that we all struggle with in some way or another, um, the perfectionism that I didn't have this perfect body and this perfect plan of, you know, getting married and two years later I would start having children and then we'd have all of our kids with all of our friends from college and everywhere else, and you know, and, and be on the mm-hmm. same path and to be, have to realize that, that we all have our own paths and that we all um, have to have things in our own time, even if it's not the time we want, want them to happen. And so that was like so hard. It definitely was the hardest trial that we've gone through is, mm-hmm. um, is through infertility. And I just, I think it really did help with my perfectionism to realize that I just, you can't control things. And also to turn to God again. Um, I feel like that's a redundant thing for me is to turn to him and he gives me strength and gives me direction on how I can get through trials and things in my life. And, and then also it just taught me again to have balance because I had to slow down and I had to slow my mind down and physically and mentally and try to get to a Zen moment for me to try all these infertility treatments that we have to do to get our, our children here. So that's definitely yeah. been an obstacle. Um, well, six years is a very long time. It, you know, it was, it was a really long time. Um, but I just, it's one of those cheesy things when you look back, you're like, I would never trade it for anything because mm-hmm. I learned so much. No, never. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about myself. I feel like I'm a better mom than I would have been um, mm-hmm. had I had kids earlier because I just, I'm so much more engaged and just like, I was just wanting these children. And so for me, it doesn't make me a better mom than anyone else, just a better mom than I would have been personally. Yeah. Um, and so it just has so many pros to, to it as well. And I've learned so many things. So I hope that I can keep those things and not forget them and have to learn them again. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I hope you don't have to learn them again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> those are some really hard lessons. And I just I'm even thinking about just the the stress in your body that takes and all the infertility treatments. It's, yeah, I'm amazed that yeah. you went through all of it with so much grace that you did. But I, I like oh, what you said about it, though. I think that was a conscious choice of you for you to to go through that 
and still maintain a happy perspective of it. Like I'm sure you had your dark days and your hard moments and you know, I'm sure you dealt with some jealousy and sadness and anger oh, yeah. and all that. But I feel like you were still, you still decided like, you know what? I'm not going to let this make me a bitter, angry, sad, depressed person. Even if I feel all those things at times, at least from the outside, that's what it, it looked like, you know, as a friend. I think, well, and that's so nice. I'm so glad that that appeared that way <laughs> because I would hope to, I hope to find joy in every present day. That is a goal of mine. And so even though my most dearest desire was to have children all through those years, I, you know, you have to look for the little things and the silver linings and realize that you're so blessed in so many other ways. Um, and I'm just so grateful that, you know, I could be a parent now and I'm so grateful that the, for the passions that I've had, that I've had the different career opportunities because it's really kept me engaged and involved. And I think the best thing you can do when you're having struggles is to get outside yourself and, you know, start working on a hobby or serve others or find new interests. And so those things mm-hmm. definitely helped to... So having those passions that fulfill you enabled you to yeah. move through that darkness. Totally. Totally. Yeah, because there were definitely dark, dark times. So I could have potentially gone crazy at points, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So so I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's not all like happy and flowers and daisies and everything, you know. Um, But I am so grateful to have a great supportive husband that we could get through it together and to have, you know, prayer to turn towards. So I think people take that for granted. when they when they see you or even if they're friends with you, they take it for granted that that sunny, happy disposition that you have is hard earned. And I think that's important to kind of draw back the curtains and, and show it doesn't totally. mean it's all good. And, Mm-mm. you know, you just fight your way through that and you made the choice. Definitely. And I think I love that because I think we, it's so good for us to realize that everyone has trials and every has everyone has things that they face and, you know, we never know what was that saying. It's be kind because you never know um, because everyone out there is facing a really hard battle, you know, and you just don't know. You could look around the grocery store and just realize there's so many things. What if someone has a a spouse that's serving overseas, you know, and they're just waiting for that phone call today um, to hear their voice. And you just don't know what people are going through. And so um, it's, really amazing as human beings to be able to get through all these different trials that we all individually have. Well, and I'm thinking about what you said about that, that particular trial and your other health and um, issues that you had, how it made you dial down on the perfectionism that you were. So were you a perfectionist growing up? I'm pretty much. Um, perfectionist, but like free spirit. I don't really know how those combined, but they did in my world. And I mean, I don't, I, I'm like, I could live on the beach in a tent and I could Mm -hmm. have no shoes on for the rest of my life. I'm kind of a hippie, but then I'm also, you know, I like things to be planned and put together and and those things. So, um, the perfectionism did have to step away because you can't control things. I mean, I'm currently pregnant with twins and I can't have everything perfectly ready for them or yeah. for myself or for my family, I just have to go with the flow and listen to my body is my first thing every day yeah. is listen to my body and take care of these two babies growing inside. And I just have to, you know, I, 
like maybe I had, um, I got a lot of work done today, but my house is really, really not clean. And yes. so the days that it is clean, Same I'm not, here. I'm not really working. And yeah. so there's a give and to take, you know, but people don't see the non-clean house, especially when you post a picture of your house super clean on Instagram, mm-hmm. like they say, because yeah. I was talking about doing too. a design thing. Um, and so, and it's not to be fake, it's just like the reality of, um, you know, give and take. You can't, you can't do it all. And that's something so, I've learned. <laughs> it's like the way for you to um, get away from those perfectionist voices is to... I mean, you've had those experiences hard earned that taught you how to recenter, but just even day to day, it seems like you're just saying this thing needs my focus today and tomorrow I'll focus on that. And that means this has to go. And then tomorrow totally. that other thing will go. Yes. I think it's like juggling the balls and then every, every ball gets a, a good moment, you know, to be helped and then something else might slip for a bit. But so what what do you do to reward yourself when you when you get something that you want to achieve? You know, like you got that the book published and you got it, you know, like on the scholastic cover you said. Well, what did you do in that moment to reward yourself? I'm trying to think. I I mean, the best thing is to have a business partner in my opinion because you get yeah. to share everything out loud and through like giggling and being together, whether it's on FaceTime or the phone or in person. And so just sharing that moment with uh, my twin sister and then with those that support me, like my husband and parents and, um, is so great. And that's, that's the most rewarding thing that um, is just, no, just feeling that sense of accomplishment and knowing that it's getting out there and maybe people are going to be interested in it. So I love those moments. Um, and then there's silly things like I was really nervous about my pregnancy over the weekend yeah. and I went and had an ultrasound on Monday and then my twin boys were great and everything was going well, mm-hmm. but I was super anxious before I went in. And so on my way home, I went in and out and I got like a hamburger and fries and a chocolate shake and Love ate it in my it. car with my toddler and he had fries in the background and was watching a show and we were both super happy. And I was, I sent a text to my husband and I was like, this is just the reward because this is, we're celebrating that they're great and they're boys. So they love hamburgers. So here we go. So I mean, I it's the little it. things too, you know, and you know so, what people always say food shouldn't be a reward or like, should oh. it, it should only be viewed as nutrition <laughs> or what? fuel. I don't yeah. agree that with that though. I, I think it can be joyful, you know? It yeah. Can, I mean, way to just give your body what you need it too. I'm sure those boys needed the nourishment. Thanks. They do like a good hamburger. I usually never eat them. That's when I'm pregnant. So I feel like it is a craving that they want. Yeah, <laughs> so, they wanted it. So that's funny. a good way. So you, you do, you give yourself those little breathers, right? Yeah. I think, you know, celebrating the little things. I mean, that's a big thing in my, in my book right now for me, but yeah. the things along the way, not just the career moments, but moments with your family, moments with yourself. If you are having a hard week, but you had a good day, you know, celebrate by, I don't know, just do something that's, uh, that's extra kind to yourself. So I like, I like the idea though, of, of just having that balance in mind, but also patting yourself on the back when you get (laughs) something good or some good news, or you made a little milestone, like celebrating the big and small. Definitely. 
Um, I mean, I I need to work on that, but like, I love that you said the big and small because I think that's what yeah. makes our little days present and and joyful. So is recognizing those small moments, right, of achievement. Yes. Yes. So tell me about what what is something like a good daily habit that you usually have that to work on your passion projects like something like do you wake up early is there a certain time you work is there like a notebook you always have on hand like what's some day-to-day habits that you have in your arsenal that helps you continue to progress towards your passion projects I I'm not I don't have a ton um but I feel like I'm pretty persistent and so I guess that helps um but I wake up early at least the last few months I wake up early to work um, and then I feel like I got something done during the day. Yeah. And then if nothing else happens, I'm like, that's okay. I got a lot of things crossed off that list this morning, off my yeah. to-do list. And so I think waking up early helps me um, feel like I'm progressing towards some career goals. Um, what else? I always have a list. I'm a list person. So mm-hmm. I am always categorizing things and pri- trying to prioritize things and list them down on a piece of paper and or like a little note pad on my, on my phone. So that really helps me to kind of keep things in check. Um, but I would say those two things are my main and then having conference calls with my, with my business partner, um, which turns into like checking in on the day and it's like light and happy. And then we'll talk about things we need to as well. So it has some good balance to it, but yeah, it's a good support system. It is a good support system. Yeah. So but I've heard so many great, um, I'm excited to hear this answered by so many of your other podcasts because I've heard so many great answers I want to put into my life that sound way yeah. more organized and persistent than mine. So well, I want to learn too. Yeah. I think the, yeah. perf- the old perfectionist Monica was doing everything anybody ever said to do all at the same mm-hmm. time. Yes. And we go went through roller coasters of being like totally apathetic about everything too, as a pendulum swing of trying to be more balanced. And now I'm trying to find my middle ground. So I like how you said you only had a couple things, you know, and I think that's more what stuck out to me is, okay, you only need to choose, you know, two things that really keep you driven, but centered and like moving forward, but it doesn't have to be an arsenal of like 30 rigid habits that you are doing. Every single day. Checklist. (laughs) I love that. That actually helps me. Okay. Um, I want to know what you are working on right now, because I know you and you've got something up your sleeve (laughs) at all times. You're thinking about something at least. Um, so what are you working on right now? Um, so throughout all these different things I've done for my career, these random companies that I've had, I, mm-hmm. I've always had a passion for design and type yeah. interior design, and it's just always been my happy place, but I've also just helped friends along the way and done some projects and some writing and styling for some magazines, um, the last since about 2013. And so, but it's always just been on the side and something I've kept private. And so yeah. I just felt like um, I live here in Dallas, in Texas, and I love it here, but I also love to like bloom where I'm planted and have something that I'm doing on the side that would make me feel like I'm using my creative juices, um, yeah. especially with our book on hold right now, with our children's book on hold. And mm-hmm. so I'm starting to do interior design and some styling 
And with my twin sister business partner, Heidi, we're doing selling some shop items like home accessories. But oh, um, really? one of our yeah, one of our favorite things to do has been to source um, like our jewelry and our fashion and our manufacturers for our books across the world. We love working with global trade, and so we found some really fun products out of. Africa and Vietnam and um, Turkey to sell some fun and organic global items that you can decorate your home with. So, oh, I love we're gonna, that. Oh, thanks. Um, so we're just going to do that and sell it. And your your questions about perfectionism um, are so perfect for this because I am not being perfect about this business. I'm just Good. getting it out there, and I'm like, you know what? There might be a couple of fuzzy images on the website that won't be changed for a while or who knows what I'm just not being as checked off as I usually am on a launch, but I'm getting it done and I'm just throwing it out there. And so I, I will say like, you don't have to have everything perfect. At least I'm telling myself this right now and I really don't care. <laughs> so I mean, Good. if you have enough out there, I think you're good. So, um, so yeah, we're starting to do that and, and it's, We'll see how it goes, but I think it'll just be fun to have a creative outlet again while I'm, I'm navigating this new mamahood that I'm in. So yeah. it'll be fun. So is, you're taking clients in Dallas, or are you doing e-clients as well? Um, we'll do some e-clients as well, but um, yeah, some clients right now, or for styling, styling's really been a fun thing for um, people in the local Dallas area that I've enjoyed doing, and so... So yeah, and then e-clients would be fun as well, but we are offering that, that service. Yeah. So. so do you want that to become a full-fledged design business, a brand, a, you know, you're already on your way to doing a shop too, so. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, you know, this has just always been like a passion and a hobby is mm-hmm. doing design. And so I actually just want to keep it like that, but also have it a little bit more formal, formalized and um, out there for um, for potential clients. And so I actually would say that I'm not focusing on this becoming a huge interior design firm and a huge yeah. um, site that we're selling our, these products to TJ Maxx and Nordstrom and things like that. Um, because I, I really want to continue long-term with my writing and doing mm. books. So that's okay. really something that I feel like is the long-term project and my side hobby that I'm getting my creative outlet through, I feel like will be this, um, just this design and keeping it light and happy and um, well, and I can vouch yeah. that your your interior design is amazing. I love oh, it. I've so loved sweet. visiting you everywhere you've lived <laughs> the so last sweet. ten years, and you have a a gift for it. But you know, hard one too. So I'm excited oh, to see where that you. takes you. Where thanks. where can people find you for that? Um, just my name is Heather Fujikawa. It's just going to be that account is Heather Fujikawa. I may change it to Heather Fujikawa Design. But there's not very many Heather Fuji cows on Instagram. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Not very many Heather Fuji cows, so I think I'll come up. (laughs) So they can check you out on Instagram and then um, soon to be a website for that. Or did you already start that as well? Yeah, the website. Yeah, the website will be launching by the time this podcast is broadcast. I'm sure it's launching in the next couple of days. And uh, it'll be HeatherFujiKawa.com. Wonderful. Okay, I will include that in the show notes, too, so people can link from there. That's so great, Heather. I can't wait to see it. Oh, um, so I have just a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Um, what have you learned about yourself the past 10 years? I have learned that I like to be involved in a lot of different things because I yes. have this 
I haven't just like stayed with one thing and uh, Heidi and my business partner and I, we just laugh at ourselves because we're like, had we only just stayed with jewelry, I mean, it would have been going amazing by now. It was going great yeah. and successful, but we're like, if we just stuck with it, can you imagine now with Instagram yeah. and things like that? And so, yeah, so we you kind started of laugh. before Instagram. That's crazy. Yeah, you were yeah, that we successful. Did. And well, we did a lot of retailers, but now it's like the online world. You can do so great with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was, um, I, I have learned that I like to change things and I, I kind of like get frustrated with myself. I'm like, Oh, I should just stick to it. But at the same time, maybe I just get bored. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, and so and or maybe okay. I'm just waiting, yeah, waiting to find that one thing that I'm going to stick with for a long time, which I do think is my writing, um, because we have maybe I'll uncover one other secret is that my so Heidi and I have been working on another book that will launch next year that we've been working on for like over a year and, and that's outside of the true birds or I'm sorry that, the fairy birds right that's outside it's actually an adult book that is oh, um wonderful. it talks a lot about just living joyfully and oh, yes oh yes. so yeah I think I mentioned that one to you um a while ago yeah. so so it'll be great. And so I do love the writing part. And so we'll see how that, that. how that goes. But yeah, it's so good. you learned it's okay to be a woman of many hats. I, I hope so. I think I'll find something eventually. And if I don't, then I'm going to have fun, you know, going down the buffet table. Yeah. <laughs> <with> everything. <laughs> Why not? So. Um, so what would someone else be surprised to learn about you? Oh, I've never you know, mowed a lawn before. That's always one of those random awesome. things. I, yeah, I've never mowed a lawn before. <laughs> well, you had brothers. You had lots of brothers. I did and, have lots you know, of brothers. lots of siblings. Yes, and now I'll have lots of boys, three boys, so I really don't see myself mowing the lawn when they're teenagers. But um Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> um and oh, okay, I love um BBC shows. That's like a way for me to unwind is to watch baby. like whole dark, like you said, or Downton oh, Abbey or yeah, whatever. BBC. So. I thought you said BBC shows like <laughs> BBC turtles. Oh, I'm right with you. You watch your son's shows? <laughs> After he goes to bed. Okay. BBC. Yeah. I'm with you. So those are yeah. great. Okay. Well, I would love to have you back on the show when you do your book, when you publish the the book about living joyfully and as well as your fairy birds. And I just love talking to you. And I know everybody who knows you, like to know Heather is to love Heather. You oh, just, yes, you're so talented. You're so strong and mm. you work so hard, but you like you are genuinely good and you care about others and it, it shows through everything you do so I just want you to know that and you don't have Aww. to respond but no you're I'm so, so glad I'm you like, did this sounds like mom cut at me <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right well thank you so much for doing this and we'll have um our listeners check out your website and uh, your instagram and those are both Heather, Heather Fujikawa. And yeah, Heather Fujikawa. let's spell the last name way for them just in case they're okay. wondering. That's true. It Can is you spell muscle. that? It's S-U-J-I-K-A-W-A. So Love that. Yeah. And you definitely need to check her out. Well, thanks so much, Heather. Thank you. 
isn't Heather great? I am so glad that she was willing to talk with us. And I took so much away from this interview, including the daily habits we can incorporate in our lives that are manageable, but also lead to a little more productivity and balance as well. And I love how she looks at the silver lining for her infertility issues and how she sees that as making her better in the end. And I think that's applicable to us all to evaluate our lives and see what challenges we are facing that can in the end make us stronger and better people. I hope you enjoyed this interview. There are so many to come. I would love to see what you are up to and doing around your home while you are listening to this podcast. If you can tag me at About Progress Podcast, I would love to see those on social media. Also, if you have a story to share or someone you would like to nominate for the show, please email me at packerprogress at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Please take care of yourself, and I'm so looking forward to our many interviews to come. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.